In the name of Jesus, Amen. So far this Lenten season, we've meditated upon our relationship with God. That is the first three commandments, uh, which are, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. So the first table of the law teaches us uh, that God not only created our hearts, our ears, and our mouth, but he commands that they be, de- that they be devoted to him wholly. And he wants our ears to be devoted to his word above all others. He wants our mouths to speak the truth and his praise above all others. He wants our hearts to fear and love and trust in him above all other things. This and only this fulfills the law of God. But tonight we learn about the next commandments. That is the fourth and fifth commandment. So we'll take these up one at a time. The first is the fourth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. So we know this shortened version, honor your father and mother, uh, but uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the Old Testament says it this way, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. It's the first commandment with a promise attached to it. So when you obey the fourth commandment, you're not only obeying God, but you're also receiving the, the benefit of a longer life than what you would have had otherwise. This fourth commandment uh, is the most important commandment when it comes to our neighbors and loving one another. The fourth commandment is the first commandment on the second table of the law. So remember that the law is divided into two tables. We have the first table with the first three commandments with our relationship with God. And the second table is our, uh, the last seven commandments with our relationship with one another. And the very first commandment on this table is honor your father and mother. It's the most prominent place when it comes to our neighbor, when it comes to the law concerning that. And it's not simply placed here frivolously. It's with purpose and intent. Because your parents are your first neighbors. They're not the neighbors of your own choosing. Just as your life and your body aren't of your own choosing. They come from God's holy and perfect will. God chose your parents for you. So this commandment, the fourth commandment, has a special place and a distinction above all other commandments regarding our neighbors. And God commands us even more not to uh, simply love our parents, but to honor them. Honor includes love, but it's not only love. To honor your parents means to be modest and humble and to submit to them because God has hidden his majesty in the lowly form of a father and a mother. So it means that you shouldn't only just uh, simply talk to your parents kindly and with reverence, but you should also genuinely show forth that you value them very highly. In fact, when you regard them as the highest authority, uh, you, you should regard them as the highest authority over you on earth next to God, even more so than the government or anything else. This commandment requires that we honor our parents above all things. And as much as you honor your country, your nation, the officials, the policemen, all people around you, teachers, all things, 
God requires that you honor your parents even more than those things. And why is this? Because no country or nation or official could exist if it wasn't first for a father and a mother. The family is the backbone of society and the fountain from which life comes. This is where people and nations come from, according to God's gracious will. So this truth must be impressed upon our children. You don't just happen to exist. God caused you to exist by uniting the one father and the one mother you have, making them into one flesh and thereby making you. This was his will and his design from before the foundation of the world. So no matter how lowly, poor, frail, or strange your parents might be, nevertheless, they're your father and your mother which God himself has given to you. So you shouldn't deprive, deprive your parents of the honor that God wants to give them simply because your parents, uh, their, their conduct and their, uh, in their way of life, they fail. Remember to, that to honor your parents means not only to love them when things go well, but precisely when they fail and make mistakes. The truth is no child really knows or fully understands what their parents had to endure while nourishing them while feeding them, while clothing them, while taking care of them. You don't know how many sleepless nights you've caused for your father and your mother, how many backaches and headaches and troubles you brought to them. I get a glimpse of this now only a year into it with with Martin. And yet at the same time, we don't know how much joy we've brought our parents as well. You don't know how much happiness and strength and holy pride you've given them. So don't rob them of the joy or, the, or limit their happiness to only your birth by taking it away through disobedience and giving them grief. Your parents are your first neighbors, the ones who loved you before they even saw your face, the ones who took care of you expecting nothing in return. And so this is why God puts this in the highest regard when it comes to your neighbor. Honor your father and mother. Impress that upon all children. This commandment is not only for children, but also for parents. Did you hear how much children are to honor their parents? Do you hear how highly they are to regard you? This should mean that you should make the most of your calling as a father or a mother and live up to it. Don't turn, you you don't turn yourself into a father or mother. God makes you that. From the vocation of a husband, he turns you into a father. From the vocation of a wife, he makes you a mother. God is the author and the giver of life. He opens and closes the wombs. He he gives children. So cherish your children more than anything else in the world. Instruct them in the word of God. Show your children how seriously and how wonderful and great and responsible this task is. Being a father is not easy. Yet make the most of it while you have your children with you. Because those days are not very long. Make it a point to bring them with you to church every Sunday. Force yourself to sit down with them and teach God's word. Your parents are their first, you parents are the, the first everything for your children. You're their first pastors in their home, first teachers, the first neighbors, the first authorities in their life. If God has made you a father and a mother, He was at the same time obligating you to obey him and to love your children with the same love with which he loved you. 
Don't just support and provide for their bodily needs. Give them words of eternal life. That's what the fourth commandment requires of us. And now this leads logically to the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is you shall not murder. And what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. This commandment talks about what we shouldn't do, yes, but it also talks about what we should do, what is the opposite. First of all, murder is different than killing. To kill is to rightly and justly take the life of someone. In just war or in death penalties or in self-defense, God has given certain people uh, the power of the sword to kill. And we kill animals to eat them because God placed us above all creation for this reason. But to murder means to take life unjustly. It means to take the life away from the innocent. Uh, So understand this rightly, not that there are people without sin. It's just that uh, uh, the innocent here are those who have lived an upstanding, uh, who are upstanding citizens and have lived a decent life and who haven't outwardly transgressed the law of the land. So more than this, God has called us to love and to cherish our neighbor. So you aren't fulfilling the law if you simply just refrain from stabbing or shooting someone. You fulfill the law if you replace that murder with the promotion of life. When you provide for their body and give them what they need to live. So to keep this commandment means to not be angry with your neighbor or another. It means to remove the very thing that starts the chain reaction to hurting and harming your neighbor. It means to not hold grudges or be passive aggressive. It means to pray even for your enemies. It means that you control your own body and not give in to excess. When you consume more than you should, you're taken away from your neighbor's body. You're not only called to prevent murder, but to promote life. So today we see how sins against the fourth commandment lead to sins against the fifth commandment and vice versa. You can see how the road to being a murderer comes first from disobeying your parents. When you care less for the highest authority God gave you on earth, your father and your mother, you won't respect any other authority on this earth either. Even more, you see how parents despise their children by abandoning them and leaving them. You see this when parents abuse their children. When men get a woman pregnant and then abandon her with the child, it's an evil and wicked sin. When mothers abort their children in their wombs, God will not hold them guiltless for shedding this innocent blood. Parents keep the fifth commandment with regard to their children by giving them life and supporting that life. And when children keep the fourth commandment, they won't fall into grievous sins against the fifth commandment. They'll learn from their parents to love one another. If children truly honor their father and mother, they won't abandon them in their old age, but seek to take care of them and support them in their bodies. So we see how clearly this world despises the fourth and fifth commandment. They don't really care much for it. The world considers freedom from parents to be a better life than one with your father and mother. But as much as the world despises these commandments, we have to admit that we have also despised them. We too have sins that we regret, times that we've despised and angered our parents. We've not cared for others as we should. 
We've disappointed them. We've lived dishonorably, things that would bring shame upon our father and mother. We've been unkind and unloving. We've held grudges against others. Some may even hold grudges against their own parents. Whatever the sin is, whatever your history and past, whatever your relationship is, repent and turn away from it. If you look back on your life and remember all the times uh, you gave your parents heartache and grief, there's only one thing left to do. is confess it to God and trust in his forgiveness. If you haven't raised your children as you, knew, as you know you should, then repent and trust in God's mercy. Remember that God doesn't seek to punish or to destroy. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in steadfast love. He sent his only begotten son to suffer and die for all the sins that you can't take back. All of the sins that you commit now. All of the sins that you will ever commit till your dying breath. Christ earned your forgiveness for your disobedience to your parents and to God by laying down his life on the cross. He earned your forgiveness for all of your murderous thoughts and anger-filled heart by being obedient to his Father even unto death, death on the cross. And he imputes his perfect sonship to you. In that font, your sinful self was put to death. And there he made you a child of your dear Father in heaven. He forgives you all of your sins and he's promised that he'll wipe away all of your tears for every sin that you've committed and every sin committed against you. So repent and trust in Christ. Learn that God has given these commandments to you for your benefit and to benefit others. In fact, you'll enjoy a longer life than you deserve if you keep these commandments. You'll receive temporal benefits even in this life. So now while you are hearing this sermon, I know what you were thinking because I thought it first while I was writing the sermon, while I meditated on the fourth and fifth commandment. And I know that you're probably thinking of all the times your parents were too strict on you, thinking of all the times your parents made mistakes and they failed. But we're called to cover their faults and failures with love. And if your parents have gone above and beyond simply failing you, and have in fact inflicted pain and trauma to you, then remember that even if your father and your mother have forsaken you, God never has. Even if your parents have sinned against you, God never will. He made no mistake in giving you the exact parents you have. Your parents, in fact, made the mistake by despising you and the God who made them when they sinned. And parents, if your children are disobedient and unruly, discipline them no matter how old they are. They are under your authority as long as you live. There's no expiration date on the fourth commandment. But rule them well. Teach them to submit to you by first submitting yourself to God. If your children are still with you, don't give up. Pray for them. If they've left the faith, pray that they will return. Commend them to God and leave them in God's hands. Tell them that you love them. There's no promise that they'll return to the faith, but pray that you will not lose your faith on account of grief or guilt. Pray that you don't become bitter and angry with God. Don't hold on to a false hope either, uh, thinking that God will just zap 
uh, the unbelief out of their heart or that he'll zap his word to their heart. He uses means. He uses your mouth that speaks his word. And that's how the word gets into their heart. So when you're afflicted by any of these things, the shortcomings and the failures and the sins of your parents against you, and when parents are exasperated by their children's disobedience and misbehavior, then trust that Christ has promised to take this away. And the only way this relationship survives is through forgiveness. When parents forgive their children, when children forgive their parents, and when they look to the Father of us all. And for those of you who were never called to be fathers or mothers, accept the cross that God gave you. Rejoice that God blessed you with a father and a mother. Support the life of the unborn and use your gifts and life to support the children in the church that you see around you. Become their fathers and mothers in the faith and teach them the truth of God's word. They're going to be your neighbors in the resurrection. God will make you their spiritual fathers and mothers in Christ. So no matter what you've gone through or what you've committed or what you've failed to do as a father or a mother or as a child or as a neighbor to those around you, God has ordained that all of these things that you've done, all of these things that have been done against you, have led to you being here this night. And he has brought you here specifically to hear his word. To take heart in his gracious condescension to you. And to rejoice that Christ has fulfilled every commandment in your stead. For your sake and for your eternal life. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.